So there's life after addiction. When you hit that second layer of recovery, that's level two, that means you're responsible for identifying and evaluating every relationship that you're in. And then you get the opportunity to design the life and the people around you that you want. But not without communication, not without boundaries, and not without transforming the way you've always been. So let's learn how to love clean. Hey guys, hope you've been thinking about the first episode. I'm still just laying the groundwork so that we could really dive in and get to work and create the things we want. So many times we forget to pay attention to the motivation and ultimately there's a reason why you're seeking more information and that's okay. So I want to discuss a little bit about spirituality and what that means. I think there's this misalignment in relationships. A lot of people go out to look for more happiness in a partnership with another person. And what happens is that within that relationship, all of your thoughts and feelings that you hold within your vibrational electromagnetic field multiply and they get louder. And hopefully you have some very positive ones. But unfortunately for most of us, we carry a lot of our scars and wounds with us. And we continue down that journey until it gets so loud and so painful that we have to make some sort of change. And we get into this desperate state of I will do anything. And a lot of people end up escaping into more things outside of themselves. And whether you choose drugs or alcohol as your addiction, you can get into a relationship of being a victim, like you're always a victim in every situation, or you're attracting people that always make you the victim, or you are the giver, where you always overgive. You overgive so much that you deplete your resources, like your own energetic resources and your own mental health. There's situations where people are addicted to their anger and they're just mad all the time and they find reasons and attract situations to make them angry. Or my favorite is the person who doesn't trust anyone and they keep you at an arm's length and they never let you in and no matter how hard you try or how much you try to prove to them that like you're not going to let them down, they're just unwilling to have that deeper emotional connection because too many times in the past, people have done them wrong. So we find ourselves trying to escape, not knowing how we can't fill ourselves up, like not knowing in our heart why we're not good enough. And I know the the intro to my podcast is about addiction recovery. Um, But I think it's a great opportunity to just identify how much addiction there is. It's not just with drugs and things that you put out, like from the outside in. It could be just the type of person you're choosing to be. Or it could be with the relationships that you have, the people you keep, if you like to self-sabotage. There's lots of different ways that we tend to hurt ourselves and really just Our goal is to distract ourselves because we can't figure out how to get out of this seemingly uh, uncomfortable, unfulfilling life. 
So let's get into spirituality. Spirituality is a relationship with yourself and how you choose to experience the world. There are different planes of spirituality. A couple different ideas that exist within the spiritual realm are different beliefs in the creation of the universe, God, or a higher power. There's also the universal laws of science and reincarnation. Acknowledging these different ideas and developing a personal belief system related to these understandings is paramount to understanding abundant life and fulfilling relationships. I'm going to say this and I want you guys to listen. The fulfillment level of a relationship that a person maintains is a direct representation of how that person feels about themselves. I'm talking about looking at your relationships and identifying your self-worth and your self-value. And I tell you what, I can look at anybody's relationship and let you know how you know, confident they feel or how sad they feel or how low a self-esteem they have. That's not something that, you know, is brag worthy, but it's just very noticeable. Once you can start living a conscious life and living in the moment, it's very easy to identify people's patterns, Um, which is one of the reasons that I've created this podcast and I wrote a book because the information needs to get out, and I just don't know if everybody realizes that the people who are paying attention, it's right on your face. Um, And it doesn't have to be. You don't have to live a life like that. You don't have to live a life of shallow-ass relationships and where you don't feel good all the time. Unfortunately, many people do not, quote-unquote, do the work to establish these spiritual ideologies. And as a result, their foundation to develop their interpersonal relationships are on shaky ground. To have a positive outward relationship with another person, you must first have an internal one with yourself. For that, you will need to identify your values. These values are important principles that you have decided to live your life by. Or there's things that they light your heart up. You can just follow your feelings in your body and they'll lead you right to your values. But If you're lacking clarity of your values, it enables relationships that are really unfulfilling because they do not reflect your true purpose, nor do they contribute to your legacy. And whether people want to admit it or not, it's something within us. It's actually one of the pillars of your wellness in life is your legacy, what you leave behind, what you're contributing back to the earth, to people, to society. And this is the kicker. Most people do not know that by completing a couple simple exercises, they can begin to heal the wounds from their past by releasing their healing, and they can improve the quality of their relationships. And, I mean, that includes the relationship with yourself, too. If you have kids, it's even more important to do the work and get out of that nasty hole because you're teaching your children how to act, how to conduct themselves. But not only that, you're teaching them the vibrational, you're imprinting on them. So your energy and your vibrational field, they adopt it. They link up to you and they repeat the same thing. It's very easy to understand why the saying goes, the apple only falls so far from the tree. Because when we're younger, we're not able to think for ourselves and we're not even able to talk. I mean, 70, 80, 90% of communication happens non-verbally. And when a kid is 
seven years and younger, that's when they're in subconscious mind state. And so they're getting programmed um, because the cortex in the front of our brain is folding in. And with each fold, it creates a, a larger memory bank. And so there's lots of science behind that. But um, that's just really important to get your shit under control. So I've given you the reasons, right? Like what it is right now. I see you. So let's talk about the motivation, and then I'll get into a couple exercises. Every podcast, I'm going to leave you with an exercise because that's how you maintain the momentum of doing the work. And one small win is a big win. So just listening to new information is so wonderful. And I also want to take this moment to talk about everything we're digesting. Anything you're putting into your body, your mind, your ears, It's all important to how we shape our energy field and how we interact with people. And let me just remind you why it's important to maintain our energetic field. Other people will be attracted to the vibrations, the thoughts, the feelings, the experiences that we're holding on to personally. Um, They'll be attracted to that, like subconsciously. They will not know why they're wanting to be around you. And in fact, in quantum physics, like just attracts to like so neither of you guys will even know why you're attracting to each other and it's important because if you have some really negative stuff going on you will continue to attract really negative stuff and so my objective is to just give you a choice who do you want to engage with it's your choice you're not doomed you don't you know have to just maintain this relationship where It's all written for you. There's options. And I just want to give you the options because in my mind, that's freedom. Having the choice is freedom. And it's emotional freedom. And it's freedom for your family. And it's freedom for the younger generations because you can be a role model and show them that shit can be different. All right. I'm starting to notice that I might be going into a couple side tangents on here. And I just hope that you know, we're riding the wave together, and you feel me, and I got you. So, at the beginning, I wanted to talk about behavioral patterns in relationships, and so if you have thought of one particular relationship that you'd like to mend, or work on, or, you know, attempt, bring it to the front of your mind. Now, when you bring it to the front of the mind, what is one behavior that just always happens, whether it's I mean, it doesn't matter who's doing it. It doesn't matter if the other person's doing it or if you're doing it. Just pick out one pattern. A fight you guys always get into, the way you communicate, the feelings that you are left with. Maybe someone drains your energy and just 100% depletes you every time you interact. Um, The reason why we want to identify this is because it gives us a solution immediately. And... It's going to be your first boundary that you set. A lot of times, it's super difficult to establish and maintain boundaries. And so identifying why you're going to have to create the boundary to begin with really creates a, you know, strong motivation to just handle your shit, right? It's nobody else's problem but yours. So Sometimes what can happen in relationships is that it's really hard to see, identify, or evaluate what's going on because the amount of abuse that has taken place 
or in the past, like if you were in an abusive relationship in the past or you had someone close to you that betrayed you and you didn't know how to process those emotions or those feelings, you we would keep that with us moving forward in our life. And until we learn to release it and let it go, it's going to affect every relationship you're in. And so this person may not be, you know, abusing you emotionally or verbally or physically. It's really helpful to just be honest and say, I got mistreated at once. If you struggle with the word abuse, you don't have to use that. It's just a word. We attach our own experiences to words and we define them. And that's the most important thing about communication is understanding that someone else has a completely different story than you do in how they define specific words, right? I mean, you're not the only one with problems, so that's fine. But there is a lot of science about how when you experience something that's not healthy for you, how it clouds and changes the way your brain works, especially if this were to happen in your adolescence. Um, And so it impacts the way you operate as an adult. So if you're struggling with that, that's fine. It's hard to work in something it's much easier to step away from it and look at it, right? Take a break and look back at it, and you can kind of see things a lot more clearer. So what I'm going to ask you to do is think about how you feel. The one relationship, how do you feel? After each incident, you know, every problem that you have with that specific person, how does it make you feel when you're leaving them? Do you feel discouraged? Do you feel not good enough? Do you feel angry? Do you feel like there's a foot on your neck and you can't move? No matter how hard you try, you just can't seem to get out of it or get around it or just solve the problem? For me, I'm thinking of one relationship and I feel powerless in it. It sucks. And so what I've chosen to do is create a lot of space in that relationship because I'm unable to change them and I refuse to continue to have this feeling of powerlessness constantly in my life because I'm a bad bitch and I'm not fucking dealing with that bullshit. However, it's a family member that I would like to maintain a relationship with even if it's so my kids can you know understand and share that side of where we came from but that relationship is not successful without my boundaries Um, in fact it's super damaging if I don't keep a really close eye on it and with all my other relationships that made me feel like that I dropped them as soon as I started doing this work I dropped him. Something inside of me moved and I realized that all I had to do was heal some of my shit and shift the way I thought and then boom, new people came into my life. New people came into my life that valued me and appreciated me. What more do you want from people? In return, I had to learn how to do that back. Okay, I did not know how to. But because these people came into my life, I witnessed what that behavior looked like. 
I mean, how does it look to show up for people? How does it look not to bail on them all the time and to do what you say you're going to do? Or stand in a room and have one opinion that's completely against everybody else in the room and keep your head tall and not even worried about if they're going to be in your life or not. These are the feelings that I want that like I want to teach you guys how to get because they're so strong just talking about like I'm getting I'm getting ready. I feel good. So obviously at this point you're probably thinking like I know I was thinking about a relationship with someone else, but now I'm thinking about my relationship with myself, like how I can feel. Because it's not really about anybody else but you. You know, you have these boundaries or probably lack thereof, right? And low self-esteem or just not high self-esteem Or maybe you're just so inflexible that you can't make a decision or it doesn't really matter what you do. You just go with the flow and you let everybody else make their decisions and you just show up and you just follow them. And I mean, it's probably easy, but it's not fair to anybody else because I have a grip of those people that I know and I just am not a fan of being around them because it puts all the choices and the responsibility on my shoulders. I'm the one that's always making the decisions. And I'm like... I'm straight. I want a life that I'm co-creating and sharing the responsibilities with other people. You will find some people who are very power hungry. That's their own personal shit that they need to deal with. That's not, you know, something you should be looking up to. Or it shouldn't be an expectation of society, of fucking a gold medal. Like, bitch, you're fucking nuts. Get the fuck out of here. So just as a sidebar, when I was uploading my podcast, it gave me an option to say, like, is it a clean podcast or an explicit co- podcast? And I'm like, yes, I can just be myself. Explicit. All right, let's get back to the healing. So you got this relationship. You've identified how you feel when you leave that relationship, when you take physical space from that person, when you get a moment to check in with your heart space, with your body, you know, what's going on. There's some people in life that leave you feeling great, and there's others that leave you just feeling, you know, wasted and drained. And all your job is to do moving forward is just evaluate how other people are making you feel because that's the number one. You just have to start to create this relationship with yourself and with your body that you're listening. I am listening. That's it. You're going to get the information back. It's up to you to, and it's up to you to decide what to do with that. So for me, in this example, I chose my mom and I admitted to myself that I feel pretty powerless a lot of times after we interact. And that powerless is followed by anger, like super dark anger and almost resentment because I can't figure out how to stop getting into that cycle. And this is that emotional contract, this vibrational exchange that we have with people. Um, It can be very difficult to break at times. So if I realize that I feel powerless, what would be my goal? 
my relationship goal would be to have open communication, strong boundaries, and confident interactions. And that's it. And so when I make it that simple, it helps me take all the small wins during the exchanges we have. You know, like I said earlier, our relationship is distant, but every time we interact, it builds my confidence because it creates an opportunity for me to be strong because I get presented with a situation where maybe one of my boundaries is pushed and it's my job to maintain that boundary and say, hey, I just wanted to let you know that we're coming close to one of my boundaries and I feel really uncomfortable. Or, hey, remember when I told you that that topic or this conversation is off limits? Like, it still is. Or, you know, I appreciate you asking, but I don't really feel like it's any of your business right now, so I'm not going to tell you. All of these things, like those previous statements might be like, they might seem very uh, big. And why would you say that? Why wouldn't you just say half the stuff? Well, I mean, how, why do you always have to filter yourself? If someone else is constantly coming back into your life and you're telling them you cannot maintain a relationship like that, like it hurts you. When you behave like X, I feel bad. Please stop doing that. And they don't do it. You have to fucking tell them. Because if you don't, you feel horrible about it. You feel like a pushover. You feel lame. You feel like a deadbeat. I mean, it really makes you feel discouraged. And I know some of you guys are vibing with that because, like, it's just true. For so long, people have been afraid to not be censored because we've been censored for so long. You know, like, it's not appropriate to use certain words. You have to act like a lady. You need to be appropriate. Like, your children shouldn't know that about you. Your employer pays you money. You shouldn't act like a real person. If you're sick, nobody gives a fuck. You need to get your ass into work. Well, thankfully, that changed over this last year. But, I mean, that's how it's always been. And just because things have continued doesn't mean they need to. You have the power to stop it and change your world. And by doing so, you're going to impact other people. And so, I mean, you don't just have the power. It's also your responsibility to do this. Okay. So, again, get in your mind the relationship that you wanted to change. Think about the emotion that you feel after you leave that relationship. How does it make your body feel? What are some of the things you think about? When you're holding that thought, other situations will pop up that reflect the exact same emotional vibration in your life. And it may be that one time when you were working or the other time with your sibling, or one of your old ex-boyfriends, or one of your parents, or one of your cousins, or one of your aunts, like, or a friend. 
it will pop up. And this is wonderful because what that says is that you identified your first emotional pattern. And it has so much less to do with anybody else, uh, a lot more to do with you. Because what you'll realize is that that emotional pattern has been tracking in your life for a very, very long time. So with this episode, I just want you to think about that thought. And the reason why I want you to think about that thought is because those thoughts turn into behaviors. So this is what happens. We have a thought or we have an emotion and those communicate with each other. Thought turns into emotion or an emotion turns into a thought. Then it turns into an action. After the action, it repeats itself enough, it turns into a behavior. And after the behavior repeats itself enough, it becomes a pattern. And so you can just go back to the very beginning and just identify and isolate the emotion or the thought, and you can fix the whole line if you want. So when you identify the thought or emotional pattern that's showing up for you in this particular relationship, and you're thinking about it, and all these other situations are coming up that are bringing up the exact same emotional imprint, you get to change it. So with that emotion, with that thought, like mine is I feel powerless, I want to say or identify the exact opposite thought to that. And if you can't think of the exact opposite thought, think of the opposite emotion. So for me, being powerless, my opposite is empowered, being empowered. I could also say strong. I could also say confident. I could also say at peace. You know, all of those are fine. And so if my goal and my intention is to feel more peace or is to feel empowered in that specific relationship, all I want to do is I just want to replace those emotions. I don't want to change anything else at this point. In my mind, I'm thinking, okay, if I walk away from this conversation feeling powerless, next time I want to feel empowered. I want to feel strong. Next time I want to feel at peace. And so there's your goal. But how exactly do you make that happen? Well, if you're looking at all the situations where that emotion is evoked and you've now identified what your objective is going to be, uh, you're making it very crystal and clear of how you expect things to get. There's going to create some cognitive dissonance in your brain and you're going to start to believe that you can do that if you've done the work to get there. Now, if this is your first experience with spiritual health or overcoming some of your past issues or traumas, however you want to call it, you might want to do some more work on your self-esteem. A perfect example is, I want to feel empowered, but I don't believe I'm good enough to, or I don't believe I deserve it. If you're having those thoughts coupled with the I'm powerless or whatever emotional pattern you identified, it's important to stop that. 
Because why are you feeling that way to begin with? Are you feeling that way because nobody ever told you that you're good enough and that you're beautiful and that you're worthy and that you're strong and that you don't need nobody else to make you feel good? You can do that within yourself? I am sorry that nobody else gave you the power because that power is yours and you've been unconsciously giving it away to everybody else because your parents didn't teach you that self-esteem comes from within. You know, absolutely, I directly blame my parents because that was their job. And I understand at that point in time, you know, they didn't know any better. But that is their job because today I take full responsibility for teaching my children emotional stability. That's my number one priority. That's one of my values, emotional freedom, period. And so here's an easy, really easy, really simple way to get out of your insecurities or the feelings of I'm not good enough or I don't deserve it or anything. It's a big deal. Lots of people deal with it and it comes from lack of clarity. I promise it's that easy. It comes from lack of clarity of not knowing what you're here to do. So now I'm talking about purpose. Oh my God, leggings all over the place. But this is, I'm just bridging the gaps here. I'm just priming your brain to get you to a point where you can understand the things that I'm saying. Because if I were to just come out and straight just tell you what you need to do, it would be either one, overwhelming and you'd shut down. Or number two, you'd think I was full of shit because there's all these fucking gurus out here that are pretending to sell you all these courses and shit that are going to save your life or make you millions. And it's just a society that we're living in. People are used to having super shallow relationships because they haven't identified their value system. So that's what we're going to do. The next step. I need you to come up with a list of five things that you value. I mean, not just five things, the top five things that you value in this world, like ever. And how do you know it's going to be your value? Well, you will never be too tired to talk about it or to get your ass out of bed to go take care of it or to protect it. Think about your past and think about your favorite things that you did, like the most inspiring things you've done in your life, and write them down. Or just think about it like however your brain works. It's, that's fine. But as you start to get into that conversation with yourself, they'll there will be a common thing that presents itself to you. I mean, there will be. And when it presents itself to you, you're going to be like, oh, yes. Here's a different question. If you could have anything in the world, what would it be? What would it be? Like, let's just say you had $5 million. Like, you could buy whatever you want. Let's say you could buy anything, okay? what would you try and buy? For example, I would buy freedom. What does that mean to me? Like what kind of freedom? Is it physical freedom? Is it, you know, um, socially economic freedom? Is it financial freedom? For me, it's emotional freedom. I had a lot of emotional mental abuse when I was younger and it was, um, in one of my books I write about how it's torture. I mean, it definitely was. 
and to have to be a child put through that I think is just fucking wild but that's the number one thing that I go for I don't really give a shit about anything else if we're emotionally stable like we are far ahead of a lot of people and I'm not even comparing it to other people because it doesn't really matter um the second one is financial freedom because I know that I have found myself in a couple situations where I've been you know compromised because I needed money and unfortunately I think that that's just bullshit because I'm a hard worker and I think it's unnecessary and I don't feel like putting myself in any more compromising positions you know I just I've gained enough self-control and self-confidence that I don't imagine myself ever having to do that again so what's next contribution contribution is super important because when I was younger like I didn't get the help and when I was building my first business I would have paid anyone like the last dollar I had just to have them come and support me and help me and do it with me as a team like build a little community behind it and so those are all very important to me and And that's kind of what dictates every decision I make. And when I make a decision that I'm unsure about, I'm like, I have to ask myself, does this align with my values? And if the answer is no, then I absolutely feel insecure. I'm not confident. I kind of just give up on it because I'm like, I was doing it for the the wrong reasons, right? Like the motive behind me doing it wasn't in line with who I am and what I'm here to do. However, uh... If my answer is yes, that it aligns with emotional freedom, it aligns with financial freedom, it aligns with community and giving back and legacy, I'm about it. And nobody better be in my way because I'm coming. Because I just can't stop. There's fire lights up inside of me and I'm like balls to the wall because it feels so good. So that's my example of my values. But if you're still struggling with coming up with your values... Think about the things that make your heart flutter. There are situations in everybody's life where they do something and you're like, oh my God, like that felt so good. I want to do it again. It's a direct indication that you're in alignment with what you should be doing. And that's why it's super important to start to listen to your body, right? Pay attention to all the stuff we're putting in because these societal opinions that get pushed down our throat and expectations of how we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to act really cloud our vision and how we operate in this world to do the things we're supposed to do. Here's a perfect example of that. So I started paying attention to my diet because there are certain things that just made me feel better. And I started listening to some motivational talks. Um, and that was my favorite. I always felt great after that. I was pumped up. I felt like someone got me, you know, and I felt a part of a community there. I didn't feel alone. And then I turn on the radio and hear some rap music. Uh, and not that I don't like a good beat and like a good flow, but I'm not really into hearing about bitches getting fucked and sucking dick and selling drugs all the time. It just doesn't align with the shit I'm trying to do, right? I'm trying to get in a better neighborhood. I'm trying to help some people save their lives. I'm trying to fucking feel good and party the way I like to party, not under anybody else's rules. I'm trying to make my own rules. So 
it just, I do listen to rap music when I'm trying to get high fee, but I, it's not a daily thing for me because it just doesn't add value to me. You know, I've gotten really picky and choosy about the shit I let into my world because nobody else cares. And if nobody else is caring how shit's affecting me, I'm the only one. That's my job. It's my job to protect myself. So, so I started with a quick recap of the previous episode. Then I went into identifying behavioral patterns. When you pick a relationship, we're going to identify the thought and the emotional pattern behind that specific relationship. So how you feel when you leave the relationship and what you're thinking about when you leave that relationship. That's going to trigger you to all the other situations in your life that that specific emotional thought pattern has occurred. This is going to help you identify that it's an actual pattern within yourself and that it might be worth looking at and changing. And then we're going to get into goals. If you could create one goal for that specific relationship, what would it be? And what is the exact opposite emotional thought pattern of the one that you just recognize the pattern in? The exact opposite. And if it's hard for you to identify that or recognize it, we start talking about self-esteem and what that looks like and how to build it. And that took us into values. And I discussed a little bit about identifying your values. Now, all this is meant to just be an overview of the detailed episodes we will be getting into. And so if some of the stuff I said went over your head, do not worry. I'm going to have specific podcasts and downloadable exercises that you can use on your own leisure and really start to put the pen to paper and get some shit done. Like it's your time to start feeling better. It's your world and you're in charge of how other people treat you and you're in charge of your own feelings and how you walk around. Now I'm not saying you might not need a little extra help, but hello, you're also in charge of getting that help. You guys, excuses don't work for me, and soon enough, they're not going to work for you because once you begin down this journey, you're going to realize that every excuse is just you trying to justify your pattern because it's uncomfortable to change your pattern because we just don't know how to. That's the only reason it's uncomfortable. You just have been doing it for so long that it's second nature. You guys, the hardest thing about changing a pattern or a relationship is stopping yourself in the middle of it. We're on these programs and we're just doing what we've always done. And so you're trying to stop yourself before you make it to the end. When's the last time you've ever done that? It's called conscious living. And it's not necessarily difficult. It just takes practice. So go on with your bad self. I'll see you in the next episode. So as far as I went, in the depths of my addiction, when the pendulum finally swung, it went to vast heights. And I noticed that I found all of that in a lot of my relationships. If you know anybody out there who's suffering, struggling with boundaries and relationships, even after recovery, please send them my way. I look forward to sharing all of what I know about people in relationship uh, with you guys, keeping our principles in mind.